Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. The most unlikely choice. I know a lady who loves to restore furniture. She would be driving down the road and her eyes would catch a glimpse of a piece of furniture discarded and tossed out. She stops and picks it up. If 10 persons are with her at the time, nine of them would strongly discourage her from picking up this broken, dilapidated piece of furniture. Maybe one would say, I have confidence in you. Go ahead and rescue one more broken piece of furniture. She would follow her heart and several weeks later, when you walk into her house, you would be surprised. She would have spent time carefully restoring this item and it would be like other pieces of furniture before, look like it always was intended to be. Today, I want to talk to us about Jacob, who is that piece of furniture. Jacob was the grandson of Abraham, that outstanding man of faith, and the first patriarch of the nation of Israel. He and his wife were blessed with a son, Isaac, who was the great promise. He was going to carry on the mission of God, bringing forth a nation, descendants of Abraham. Isaac's wife conceived and she discovered that there were more than one babies in her womb, and so Rebekah, she went to God. In Genesis 25 and verse 23, we read, The Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb, and two peoples from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other, and the older one will serve the younger. That was a strange but clear response to this mother-to-be. The twins, Esau and Jacob, were different from birth. Esau the firstborn was a hairy baby, and Jacob the second one came out grabbing his brother's heel. One grew up being a hunter who was his father's favorite, and the other was a homebody who was not into hunting, but he was his mother's favorite. By the rules of their society, the firstborn son had what is called a birthright, which means his inheritance from his father would be greater than any other child, and he would be entitled to get a special blessing. One day, Esau the hunter, the firstborn, came in from a hard day's work in the field and saw his brother Jacob making soup. He was famished and he begged his brother some of the soup. You would think that his twin brother would give him the soup without question, but not Jacob. He said, your birthright for my soup. What an unlikely deal, but Esau was so hungry, he gave up his birthright to his younger brother in exchange for bread and lentil soup. The parents knew nothing of that exchange. Later in life, the old man Isaac called his favorite son Esau into a private meeting. He told him he was about to die from old age, but he had one favor to ask of his son. He asked Esau, to go hunt for a prized animal and make him his favorite meal and serve him and your dad will give you your well-deserved blessing before he dies. Except Rebecca was eavesdropping and she told Jacob all that she had heard. They too concocted a scheme and outsmarted the old man, sent Jacob in with the meal and his clean hands were wrapped in animal's skin and he served his dad. Dad was suspicious about who it was because he was blind, but he not only ate the meal thinking Esau served him, but he blessed him. 
Ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you heaven's dew and earth's richness, an abundance of grain and new wine. May nations serve you and people bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers and may the sons of your mother bow down to you. May those who curse you be be cursed and those who bless you be blessed. Sounds familiar? This is similar to the blessing God promised Abraham and he passed that same blessing to Isaac and this was supposed to be passed down to the firstborn Esau. But remember the answer Rebecca got from God when she was pregnant, especially the line which said, the older will serve the younger. Remember the exchange of birthright for soup? Jacob got the blessing which resulted in the promise of God to Abraham being passed on to Jacob, the second-born child of Isaac. The rest of his life was a demonstration of God, God blessing him. He later got married to not one, but two sisters, and along with their servants, these four women had twelve sons for Jacob. And guess what? These twelve boys became the head of the twelve tribes of Israel. Jacob died many years later, and on his deathbed, he blessed all his sons and the two sons of his favorite son, number 11, Joseph. Jacob was a trickster, a deceiver, a conman, and you could find other despicable names to call him, but God had chosen him over his brother to be the third patriarch in the history of the nation of Israel. Jacob later changed his ways and honored God by raising his sons to know God. Jacob, the second-born, the one who stole his brother's birthright, who lied to his dad, the same Jacob made it into the list of men of faith in Hebrews 11. Today's Father's Day, and I want to say to each father, it doesn't matter how you started in life. It doesn't matter your character and your personal history. God has blessed you with children, and he wants to bless you even more to be an outstanding father, a father who will train up his children in the ways of God, a father who will help to shape the lives of future generation. God wants to take your past, your failures, your weaknesses, and turn you into a masterpiece. Some folks might despise you and expect nothing good of you. Some folks might think you are a deadbeat father right now. But today I'm speaking hope and purpose. I am here to tell you that God is not through with you yet. Surrender your life to him and he will not only make you as new, but you will experience his hand of grace on your life as a father way beyond your expectation. You can become a great father, a most unlikely choice, but a father who is blessed and highly favored of God.